my take out from today is you really need to listen to the users and do your research and do regular research and get testing done because it's been quite obvious and apparent to me today that if that doesn't happen and you think you know your audience and you think you know the product that that they need your users need um, there, there probably may be massive big errors and mistakes happen and you're not going to benefit and either you know raise more money in our case so that we can continue to support families or you know bring more money to your business and, and have a successful business so definitely um, definitely very warm welcome to the Understanding Users podcast, brought to you by Researchable UX. It's great to have you with me. I'm your host, Mike Green. I'm a freelance user research lead and digital consultant based in the UK. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be chatting to various digital experts who I've had the pleasure of working with in recent years. They're from various disciplines, including user research, UX design, development, and product management. And they'll even be a digital business owner or two. I'll be talking to them about how they came to be in their current roles, what they've learned along the way, and what advice they may have for others getting into the field. These are intended to be relaxed, informal chats with professionals who are keen to share their experiences. So sit back and enjoy. This is the second of a three-part mini-series of episodes about the recent Lion & Mason event at the Leeds Digital Festival 2022, which was called How User Experience Design Can Successfully Solve the Digital Challenges of Today. In this short episode, we hear from a number of attendees as they reflect on what they learned in the sessions and what relevant practical tips they plan to take away to use in their own roles and organisations. My thanks to Millie Martin and Whitney O'Cherry from Lion & Mason for doing the recordings for me. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Cool, so I'm going to start with, uh, would you mind telling me your name, um, your job role and where you're from, like your company? So my name is Carla. I'm a senior UI designer and I work for Korea. My name is Tamsin Ward. I'm a lead UX designer at Every, formerly Hermes. I'm uh, Nath Moran. I'm a well, the principal user researcher at Boots at the moment. Yeah, my name is uh, Mark Rowe. I'm from Digital Energy and uh, my role there is the uh, digital designer. Callum Robinson, Talent Acquisition Partner at X-Design. Hello, uh, my name's Jez. I'm at Stardot Star, which is part of CTI Group, and I'm the Creative and Strategy Director. Yeah, so hi, I'm Eve Corrie, and I work for the Give a Duck Foundation, which is a small children's cancer charity based in Yorkshire. Um, and have you been to any Leeds Digital Festival events before this? I've not been to Leeds Digital Festival before. I've been to the Halifax one, um, but this is the first time at Leeds. Yes, I did a couple of years ago before COVID started. No, this is the first time I've come to a Leeds Digital Festival. This is my first one since COVID, so it's great to get back out and come to some physical events. Um, so what were you hoping to learn today? Uh, good question. I think uh, just as sort of, I guess, hearing from industry experts in the field itself rather than sort of articles online and stuff like that, actually hearing voices going to uh, a network event I think obviously yeah online ones are useful but actually sitting down with people and speaking to people going around the room is uh, more impactful. 
this is very new to me. I've never been to a UX um, event before. Um, I was recommended to come by my previous manager in a, a role that I went into. And um, yeah, I have huge thanks for her because um, it's been really valuable today to come along to it. And actually, it's been a really welcoming event. Um, great to meet people. And actually, you know, past COVID, it's been nice to actually sit in a room with people. I think it's nice um, working in the industry anyway. I have a good idea of what's already going on and what UX means. Um, but it's always nice to hear different people's perspectives and to, I guess, keep up to date with things like that. So to come here and have those conversations, it's quite useful. And is there any, um, any speaker that's particularly inspired you today so far? So the last speaker, um, uh, Kelly Moran, he was sharing how he'd put um, his process together. Yeah. And I think with certainly within, within our group at the minute, there's a lot of... We all know what we're doing, it's just that nobody has formally really put like definite formal processes together, you know, yeah. a bit like Lego bricks. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for months, we should just Lego brick this out. Um, and just try, Just it's, it's okay for people that have been around for a while, but for the new kids, it's like, well, how do we do things? Yeah. And I actually think there should be a lot more sort of Lego brick procedural planning. Mm -hmm. Just to, just so nobody's starting from scratch. Yeah. It's just that, you know, that huge effort, well, how should I do this? And everybody coming up with a slightly different way of doing things, which just confuses not just new colleagues, but also you know design colleagues, engineering colleagues. It's it, you know let's try and I'm not one for trying to put everything on rails, but it would be kind of nice to have some foundational ways of doing things. Yeah, I think that's the thing I'm talking about. Completely agree. All these speakers were good. I quite like the f you know all of them were really good. I think the key takes away from me are the the product, looking at the product process and how we can reduce the amount of details that some people we have a tendency at the company to go into lots of details and leverage of things and mo things will never move as 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 we needed to move because of that. So that's one thing too. It was quite good the speaker talking about the product and how we can you know narrow down the research groups and things like that and um, the the um, empathy one was quite good I quite liked it because I use uh, empathy maps for designing and it's one of the things that you're trying to be empathic with the user but you, you still have that coldness because you're still doing it for like it's separate for to you so that was quite good and obviously how to be a good UX designer I guess it, it, it says it all it's just a whole package of things and um, so that was quite good and refreshing guy from Leeds regarding the whole um, kind of UX team and the building and, and, and stuff like that was interesting because it's a massive like variance on, on the scale of things for what he does and where he's from compared to what I do and where I'm from but to pull out some of that from a much bigger team much bigger environment was was really useful to looking at the tools to use for help to with the research um, that kind of stuff so that there was some really key things that I was able to pull away that I can bring back to my agency and start researching whether or not it can help us at this stage if not it'll certainly help us as we grow and get bigger okay yeah I think all of them individually had really powerful presentations I think I really liked the presentation around um, the smart fridge although you know I think that was by Paul Although, you know, the use case is something very specific, you can really apply that to everyday life. And we certainly see that everywhere. Innovation sometimes champions user needs and, and we kind of go down this path and create something because it's new or our competitors especially have this thing and it may not be right for our users. So that was that kind of rang true a lot for me. Um, so 
so I really enjoyed that one. It was interesting to learn, I, I knew a little bit about UX design, but you know, not a lot. So to come and actually see how important it is and how Andy said like, what's the worst that could go wrong? It's like, yeah, it's actually quite catastrophic, you know, from a nuclear um, explosion, but actually without sounding dramatic, that is actually what can go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's amazing to think that if UX design isn't followed, the errors and the things that can go wrong in design, I mean, it's such a, an awful thing that can happen with money and people's lives and, you know, losing customers. So from my point of view, working for a charity, I then applied that and thought, right, okay, so for, for us, thinking about how we would redesign our website, how we would get into um, understanding our users, so the families that we support and the um, supporters, how are we going to make the user experience on our website better for them? So it's been really valuable. Main takeaway, accessibility in uh, design is important and also I think my main takeaway would be Diversity in design is also important. Uh, how, in your view, can user experience teams ensure they have a maximum impact or benefit um, on their users? Um, I think the most important thing to delivering high benefit to users really is to kind of break out of this product-driven mindset. So, quite often, larger companies, it's very you know, in terms of what we have to design, what we have to deliver, it's all based on business deliverables and what the business needs are at the time. And actually sometimes we need to take a step back and really process what the user needs are. So instead of solving a problem based on what the business tells us to do, we need to look at actually what problem exists in the user's eyes and how we can kind of influence that into um, just the bigger, picture, in the bigger picture of the project we're working on. So I think first it's good to get a UX process in place. That often isn't the first thing that you do, but if you're trying to expand a team, you need to have a key process that you've all agreed with. Um, so that doesn't really matter what level you are, but it really helps if you're trying to onboard more people in the team and you can kind of train people up and say, this is the way we work, these are the tools that we use, this is how we communicate with users and we take those insights. So for me, it's a lot about process and getting those key things in place early on so that as you bring more people into the team or you're trying to increase UX maturity, you can do that really kind of easily I suppose it's not easy but it's easy to have a foundation yeah thank you actually design is more important than what you think it is it's not just on a digital world or a written world is is everywhere everywhere you look I guess is as many speakers mentioned it's understanding the users but mainly understanding what are the pain points because there are lots of things that like oh this will be really nice to have but the reality is no one is actually going to use it I know some of the speakers talk about the Samsung uh, fridge but for example uh, something more close to what we would work with is like you know scanning products to buy them for example there is like the reality of it is that not lots of users will use them. I mean, it's, it's nice to have, but it's one of the things is just to remove all the things that we, we dream of having and going back to reality and say, actually, this is what the users need. This is what is going to help them to get from point A to point B, instead of saying, could we have this as well? You know, it's one of those things that it, and as a UI designer, I do tend to dream a lot in terms of 
ideas of flashy things and it's, it's, it's always good to go back to roots and say actually no this is what we need to do for our customers this is what they are actually struggling with you can have the flashing thing later on at this moment in time you just want people to be able to do what they have to do having that empathy and really understanding our users or as Imran said people because at the end of the day they are people um, that are using it that has really kind of um, connected with me because you know we support families that have got children with cancer um, and not only having empathy for them but having empathy for our users for the supporters that donate to the charity having empathy for how what's going on in their lives and they are parting with money to support the charity you know so yeah I think Imran stuck out for me we're a small charity so obviously money for things like rebuilding a website we have to we'd have to really look at however you know I'm a very optimistic person and I think there's always a way you can connect with people um, and you know we can there may be funding we can apply for and having a good, good website is so important isn't it it's the first experience you get when you land on a website um, you know are you going to support them or not kind of thing and if you don't like the website you probably turn off so I think I think that yeah it's not going to be a quick thing but definitely our website will be something we look at and actually the user journey so we have a registration page on the website where families register the ducks that they get for the children so it's a teddy duck so if that user experience which I already know isn't the best but I guess like as Kelly said you know there's still a lot that Leeds Building Society could do for user experience they're not great for the web you know there's still a lot to learn so I think that it will be yeah we will, we will be looking at that and hopefully applying that. Thanks for listening to the Understanding Users podcast and many thanks to all the attendees who agreed to share their thoughts for this episode. And thanks once again to Millie Martin and Whitney Cherry from Lion and Mason for doing the recordings for me. If you enjoyed what you heard, do please like or comment wherever you're listening and feel free to share this episode more widely. And feel free, of course, to drop me a line with any feedback via LinkedIn or my website, researchable.uk. This is the second of a three-part mini-series of episodes about the recent Lion and Mason event at the Leeds Digital Festival. Coming soon is the third and final part of the series, where I'll be talking with some of the Lion and Mason team about their plans for future events and next year's Digital Festival in 2023. In the meantime, stay safe and stay user-centered.